Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our 27th episode, and today we'll be discussing libertarianism winning in Argentina and the military getting desperate for meat to grind. So we're going to go right into it with our first topic, and that is Javier Malay, I believe that's how you say it, is the president-elect of Argentina. He ran on a very uh, extreme libertarian platform, mentioned being an ANCAP, quotes uh, Rothbard is an Austrian uh, economist. So this is a huge win for libertarianism. And now I'm very cautiously optimistic about Argentina being a more libertarian state and it being a haven for, um, you know, basically the ANCAP mindset. And ANCAPistan, if you will, could be made out of Argentina. Now, if that happens, that remains to be seen. And if it does happen, will that uh, will Argentina be in Ancapistan for the next five to ten years, or will it be will it be the next fifty to one hundred years, or will the CIA um, take out Malay before he can even do any of this? That's the big question there. There's of course you know all these political. Uh, things that come in mind is he going to play politics? Is he going to capitulate when he gets into office in December next month? Uh, that remains to be seen. But I do think this is a great positive in terms of the culture. And we, we've talked about this a lot. Um, Doc and I on Hump Day Potpourri with Elon Musk acquiring X. Not necessarily it changing Twitter or, or X all that much. It's just the fact that Elon Musk acquired um, Twitter made it X. Uh, that's going to have a cultural impact in the same way a libertarian this you know this extreme and who's this extreme into individualism this much of a libertarian getting um into the presidency is going to have more of an effect on the culture for for the uh you know the global you know connected culture because you know we've got the internet these days people are more connected on a global scale than we ever were before so there is a sort of a global culture anyway the fact that you know malay won on the libertarian platform and was able to get elected is going to push these ideas more and more into the forefront of people's minds and that's going to have a cultural effect regardless of whether or not malay actually sticks to what he says he's going to do or is able to even do anything if he doesn't you know get cooed right away or like i said the cia doesn't take him out because i do think that's a stark possibility that if he starts going a bit of the uh, the wrong way he's going to get taken out by people that don't like him whether that be internal actors who want a very much a status system when he starts just abolishing all of these um unnecessary departments and ministries and actually starts draining the swamp in a very extreme way then of course the statists in argentina are probably going to try and run a coup against him and will we be able to survive that who knows and then of course there's um the cia and all these other you know, people in the American empire, the intelligence community, if he steps on their toes too much, it's like, okay, well, it's time to take him out and install someone else. The CIA has a stark history of doing this since their, their founding, and I, I don't think um, they would stop to do this uh, anytime soon, which I do think is why uh, Moy is so um, supportive of Israel and saying he's down with um, the foreign policy of the U.S. to an extent, and also pushing dollarization of the Argentinian economy. But I think, you know, with dollarization of the Argentinian economy, that's more or less to, 
get rid of central banking. That's a step in it. I, I hope so. So we'll see how this all plays out. He gets into office next month. That's when he's really going to do things when he's you know no longer the president-elect and just the president. That happens next month. So there's this lame duck period where you'll see a bunch of headlines about Malay and people speculating about him and all these sorts of things and the positive and the negative um, from all sides. So it, it's really just a wait and see. But this is a, a good win for libertarians. This is a good step in towards a, an Ancapistan becoming a thing, whether it actually happens in Argentina, whether it happens in New Hampshire, whether it happens um, anywhere else in the world. It makes it pushes more people into thinking that libertarianism is um, acceptable and culturally a more popular thing. And that's going to, like, like I said, that happening is going to trickle down into more people joining with libertarians, identifying with being um, libertarians or ANCAPs or volunteerists, whatever you decide to call it. As more more people find that to be acceptable, they're going to identify with that, they're going to act accordingly, and the culture is going to change. And the election of Malay um, is, is pushing that snowball a bit further down the hill, regardless of what he does. I, I, that's me restating the same thing, but that's where you want to keep your eye on the prize. These ideas are more ingrained in the culture because Malay got this victory. Uh, and it's not necessarily, well, is Malay going to actually do what he's going to say or is he going to become just like any other politician? It's I'd say it's a bit up in the air, but I'm cautiously optimistic. And who knows, maybe uh, Argentina will be a good place to make your escape to when the U.S. finally uh, goes full communist, which uh, at this point uh, <laughs> I think is a, a stark possibility but we're going to move on to the next topic speaking about america going full communist we're going to speak about the american military is desperate for meat to grind they're running out of soldiers to send into the forever wars you know we've got the one in ukraine that's kind of petering out a bit so you know because of hamas they kind of ended that now we're on the israel hamas war you know more forever wars in the middle east is, are going to be started because of that, most likely, and of course, if you're an empire and you want to keep building your empire, you need to have soldiers in order to do the empire building across seas, and that's where these uh, soldiers come in. And these soldiers really aren't signing up for the volunteer for our volunteer force the way they used to be doing because we've completely destroyed um, any sense of patriotism in this country. So that's one of the biggest reasons why the recruiting uh, numbers are down. And also, you know, another reason being is that we have a very fundamentally unhealthy population, physically and mentally. Most, uh, I would say, American men, 18 to 25, I'm at the tail end of that age group, are completely unfit for military service. Uh, so there, there is that as well. And the state knowing this, the, the five branches of the military knowing this are like, okay, We'll roll back the COVID vaccine requirements, and if you were dishonorably discharged because you were like, well, I don't feel like getting poisoned for my country, uh, so I'm going to refuse the uh, the clot shot, the jab, that vaccine, that's totally safe and effective. Uh, just, you know, so safe, you need booster do doses, so effective, so safe, it's barred, um, the manufacturers are barred from liability, and so effective, you need booster doses. Sorry, got a little bit mixed up there. Um, don't want to take that, not doing that, so you got dishonorably discharged. Now the military is coming back to you and saying, hey, you can join back up because we, 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 we need the, uh, we need the uh, men to send to, we need the meat to grind. We need more forever, we need more soldiers to fight our forever wars. So that, that's the thing, and of course, 
Uh, you've got the recruiter saying, hey, you don't need to have a vaccine in order to join up. Like They've gotten rid of that uh, vaccine requirement because they're desperate. They need to pad the numbers. They need to make sure they have soldiers that um, they can send to these forever wars. They need, need to grind if they want to keep running the American uh, Empire's war machine to the degree that they want to keep doing it. To keep Norfolk Grumman's and Lockheed Martin's and all the other um, private military weapon manufacturing um, companies, their contracts going to that degree. The military-industrial complex is a huge part of the um, public sector's spending, and they want to keep that going. And in order to keep that going, in order to justify that, you need to have the the men to um to run it, to to, to run the nuclear submarines and the um, aircraft carriers and all the uh, helicopters and the 100 military bases and all these sorts of things. You need to have people who are part of the five branches of the military, the grunts, the meat to grind. That needs to be a thing. And like I said, people are checking out. Um and. All across, all across, is completely new recruits. Recruits coming from families of veterans is down. So all across the board, the recruiting numbers are down. So the military is going to do anything they can. This includes rolling back um, the COVID-19 vaccine requirements, not only for people who are entirely new, but people who were dishonorably discharged, saying, hey, you can come back. Uh, that That's a stark thing. I did see a letter on um, X basically stating that, so that that's more and more of a thing, and you're going to see the U.S. military get more and more desperate, basically going to do everything they possibly can until they either A, have to run a draft to keep running the American Empire's um, war machine, or just uh, giving up on it and saying, hey, we're going to end this um, these war campaigns and be more of a isolationist country. I hope that happens. I hope they don't institute a draft and try and go really lean into um, it being a wartime effort. But who knows with this with this current administration and all the war hawks that are uh, surrounding um, Biden and that um, administration. I'm very skeptical of them making any meaningful moves towards peace, which is unfortunate. But that's just how it is. There's way too much money and political influence in the direction of just um, sending anyone you can to war than it is to be peaceful because war is very economically profitable and so much of our economy, especially in the public sector, like I just said, is based off of these contracts for weapons manufacturing and that's going to keep on being the case um, for the foreseeable future and that's just going to encourage them to amp up their recruiting efforts, and when that inevitably fails, because you, you see it's already failing, uh, they're most likely going to institute a draft or do something even more uh, extreme. But who knows? Uh, I'll leave it there. Some interesting thoughts uh, for this Tuesday podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and we will go to the outro now. Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to follow my Substack, velvetroompublishing.substack.com to read Machine to Man and all my other projects.